You are listening to the Taking Back You podcast, hosted by Danny carter Riddens. Taking Back You is a witty, authentic, and sometimes sarcastic show for young mamas who are trying to reclaim themselves while fully entrenched in motherhood. Hi, I'm Danny carter Iddens, creator of Taking Back You. My vision for Taking Back You was simple. I wanted to create a safe place for mamas to focus on the dreams that have been placed on their hearts, where they could walk alongside other mamas who get and give advice on how to do this mom thing. I want to tell mamas what I wish someone had told me and to build a community of mothers who aren't afraid to reach for the stars, even while holding their children in their arms. Want to learn more? Visit takingbackyou.com because at Taking Back You, we know happy moms raise happy kids. Hello, hello, hello. This is your host, Danny Carter Iddens, and you are listening to the Taking Back You Momcast. So, first off, before we get started, I want to welcome you. And then I want to let you know that, yes, you are hearing correctly. I do have a head cold. Um, you're not imagining things. I sound really stuffy. In my head, I kind of sound like Fran Drescher. Um, so if you're thinking, oh, she sounds a little weird today, I do. Um, we, it's going through my whole house. We are we have the um, that last spring cold that's just like hanging on. We all have that, but I'm here because today's topic is so important. I couldn't miss it. So here I am, and today we are going to talk all about working mom guilt. Now, I am a working mom. Um, I was not one of those women that couldn't work. Even before I was a mom, I always worked. I just always had multiple jobs, which I think might be more of a millennial thing than anything. Um, just other talking to other millennials, I feel like we all have had like you know multiple jobs because we just had to to make ends meet. Um, I remember the first year my husband and I got married, I think we had like seven, between the two of us, we had seven W-2s and like 1099s when we were doing our taxes the first time. And that was like the norm um, for, for us and for most of our friends. So I think it's just always been, um, you know, at least for my age group, we're, we're just like kind of like hustlers because we always just had to be. We all graduated from um, college or went into college right at the recession. And so we just all have had like lots, lot, as my mom would say, lots of jobs. Um, we all just had a lot of jobs. And so when, um, you know, I became a mom, that was kind of a, I had to kind of stop and I had to, you know, take um, some inventory here because, you know, like I enjoyed staying busy too. I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, I didn't, um, have several jobs or multiple jobs because I didn't enjoy it. I did enjoy staying busy, but I realized that once I became a mom, I wasn't going to have the option to, you know, um, work multiple jobs and also have the, 
time to spend with my child. So I, you know, we went back and forth, my husband and I, um, and he's a school teacher. So if you, you know, being a school teacher doesn't exactly pay that much. Um, but what we kind of figured out is we wanted, it, it was best for our family. And this is where you have to remember when it comes to working moms and, and, and the working mom guilt is that you have to realize that you are doing what's best for your family. And for our family, we decided that I was going to quit all the other like pieces of jobs um, and just do one part-time job in the evening. So kind of how we worked it out was my husband um, worked at, you know, he was a school teacher during the day. He came home and then in the evening I went off to teach dance. And, you know, we did that for a lot of reasons. One was because daycare was and is super expensive. And I realized that even all the like pieces of jobs that I was like, you know, pulling together, I really would be working them to pay for the daycare. And I just wanted to be home with my child. Um, It was really important for us that I was home with him. Um, And... That was, you know, now looking back on it, you know, five years later, I'm about to have a kindergartner. And I just, these were, you know, um, they're the longest years. What what do they call it? The longest days, but the shortest years. And, you know, I can't even imagine that, you know, my little guy is going to be gone during most of the day um, in just a few short months. But, you know, on the front end, you know, back in 2013, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I supposed to do for, you know, however many hours of the day with this baby? But we decided that I would only work in the evenings. And with that, our income went down. Uh, we went from having, um, you know, I mean, a pretty steady income to now I lost basically like a third of my income. And so we, you know, we, we started budgeting. We started doing a lot of things that um, weren't necessarily fun, you know, because we had to cut corners, make ends meet, but that's what was best for our family. But what was also best for our family, we agreed, was that I needed some sort of outlet. Um, and that's why I decided to keep my job um, teaching dance in the evening because, you know, knowing me, I've always been a person who had a job and I just didn't think it would be the best choice for me to not have a job at all. Now, some people, that's not their best, that's not the best decision for them and that's completely fine. I'm just telling you, I can only give you my experience, so I'm just telling you my experience. And I will have to I have to tell you that even working, you know, a few hours um you know, a night and a few days a week I still felt guilty. I did. I felt I felt guilty because, you know, I was missing I missed um we we breastfed and so there was a uh nursing period in there. Um, I believe it was at like six o'clock, a six o'clock feeding that had to be a bottle because I was at work. 
Um, so then that caused a whole nother drama because now I'm, I'm pumping. Um, and for you mamas out there who you nursed, you know all about the joys of pumping. So now I was freaking out to make sure I was getting enough calories and enough water to make sure that I could pump enough milk so I could feed my child while I was away. And, you know, it was just very, like a lot of drama. Um, <laughs> I missed the nap time, you know, um, I, there was a lot of stuff that I missed that like broke my heart, even though, and this is what I want you to realize, even though I was home all day with him, I was home with him from, uh, you know, four uh, until like 4 PM every day. And I still was upset for the like three hours I was away from him. So, you know, if you, um, work all day, you work full time and you feel guilty. I want you to know that even us mamas who work part time away from the home, we still feel guilty. We do. We feel guilty. There's always something to feel guilty about. So, um, it's, you know, it's just one of those things. And honestly, now that he's older, it's worse. Um, because he can do more stuff. Like, I mean, when he was a baby, he kind of just, he just was like there. Um, and then maybe when he got a little older, my husband would put him in his swing. I mean, you know, it wasn't blockbuster events weren't happening. But as he got older, you know, I started to miss stuff. I started to miss swim lessons. Um, he learned how to ride his bike at the age of four because my child has um, he, the stick uh beyond any level that I've ever seen. He's one of those people that he just it he cannot not know how to do something. Um, and actually he reminds me of my grandma who actually died four years ago today. Um, he is very much like her in that if he has something that he doesn't know how to do, you give him, I mean, give him, depending on the degree of difficulty, give him at most a week and he'll have it. So, um, one day I was going, uh, to work and he could barely, figure out how to ride his tricycle. And like by the end of the week, he was like riding his bicycle with no training wheels. That's how my kid is. And so that upset me because I missed that, you know, um, him and Jim, my husband would have movies and popcorn nights. And I would miss those because I'd be at dance. And by the time I got home from dance, it was bedtime. Um, you know, and, and because of the nature of dance, sometimes I was gone for entire weekends because, um, you know, we had competitions or conventions or something like that. And so, you know, I felt bad a lot of times because I would miss those things. And, you know, I thought, oh man, am I a selfish mom? Am I selfish for still needing to work a little bit? Um, am I, you know, thoughtless, thankless? I don't know. Because I needed to do a little, you know, I had, I needed to have my outlet. But now I'm going to flip this around and I'm going to tell you, you know, those are the thoughts that I had, but I'm going to tell you the hindsight of it, looking back and seeing all the advantages. And these weren't things that I necessarily saw while it was happening, but these are things that I want you to think about when you are, you know, having, you know, the working mom guilt. Um, for our family, when I was gone in those evenings, that was quality time that he got to spend with his dad. Just him, one-on-one. -on -one. And usually they did like they they do like man stuff. And they still do. I mean, they I still I still work in the evenings. They do like man stuff. Like um 
they build, they'll build something or, you know, Alex will help my husband build something or he will, um, you know, they'll ride their bikes. They'll go on nature walks. They'll climb trees. They'll do, they're doing like, let's be honest. They're doing things a lot of times that I don't want to do. I'm not a nature person. I have said this a hundred times. I'm not a nature person. If you see me out in nature, call the police. I've been kidnapped. Um, but you know, what I realized is that I was feeling guilty because I was leaving my son for like two or three hours, but that was amazing quality time with his dad. And on the other side, I got to speak to adults because you guys with littles, babies and littles, you know that if when you're at home, the conversation is not always, you know, uh, witty and fruitful. When you're talking to a, a baby or a teenager, I mean, or sorry, a baby or a toddler, you know, the conversation, or three-nager, I guess we could say that, a three-nager, the, the conversation is not always, you know, filled with depth um, and it, it, let's say it lacks a certain je ne sais quoi. Um, and so I am able to speak to adults, um, you know, four to five times a week. <laughs> and that's a wonderful thing. It's a great thing, you know, especially during those baby months. It was, I was, hold, I was, I was hanging on, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, can I please talk to someone over the age of six months? Um, and so, you know, I had, a, there was a lot of advantages there and I, I have friends and now this wasn't our situation, but I have friends who have, you know, their children in daycare while they work, they both work full time and they love the chance to, you know, if they have a day off from work, but they don't, um, but their children are still in daycare, they get so much done that day. So, I mean, there are advantages and, you know, um, yes, she does suffer from the guilt too. I can tell you, I can speak for her to say like, yes, she feels guilty, you know, on those days, but then she also gets a lot done. And then when it's time to pick her kids up from daycare, she's ready to play. She's ready to have a good time because she did all the, she did all the things, all the boring things before. So, you know, I mean, yeah, there are disadvantages and there's advantages to working, um, you know, part-time, full-time, outside of the home, whatever, even working from home. There, that's time that you're not, you know, uh, actively engaging with your children. You, you know, you're you're doing whatever you do. Um, and so, you know, you, at that point, you just have to make a choice. You have to make a choice. And, and sometimes, to be honest, sometimes the choice is made for you. Um, you know, if you just honestly have to work to make ends meet, then the choice is made for you. And, you know, if you have the freedom to make that choice, then you've got to do what's best for your family. And, and I, I'm going to pause it and say that even if the choice is made for you and you have to work to make ends meet, then you are still doing what's best for your family. And so when you have those choices, either way, or you don't have a choice, either way, whatever, working mom guilt still sucks. It sucks. And it's there. It's always there, like kind of looming in the back of, you know, our minds when we leave our babies um, or, I'll, you know, you might have guilt if you're leaving your children and you're not sad about it. You can also feel guilty about that, too. There's a lot of different layers here, folks. But, um, you know, what I want us to think about when we're dealing with the guilt and the way to kind of push it out is I want you to think about what role you wish to play in your kids' lives. 
you know, what, what is your legacy going to be? What are you going to leave your children with, you know, um, instill in your children so that when you're not around anymore, what, what qualities do you want them to have? What, you know, um, perspectives do you want them to have? We're going to explore that right after the break. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other places people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors too, so you can get paid to podcast. I love Anchor because I was up and running in a couple of hours. You can even record your episodes on the go using their super-friendly Anchor app. So, if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. We are back. Hello, this is the Taking Back You Mom cast. This is Danny Carter Innens. We are talking today about working mom guilt. And before the break, we kind of talked about all the advantages and disadvantages and why we make the choices that we make. And now we're going to talk about the legacy that we want to leave with our children. Because I think if we can keep that in the back of our minds when we are working or not working or or whatever we're doing, then we're really making sure that we are keeping our eye on the prize. And we're realizing that whatever choice we make, it's the best choice for our family. So, you know, Like I asked before the break, I want you to think about what are some of the virtues that you think are important for your children to have or to see you, um, to see you having or, or, or anything like that. And that's really what needs to go into the entire process of deciding whether or not to work, to, to work from home or to, um, you know, go work full time or part time or whatever, or be a stay at home mom. You have to, First, decide what you want for your children and what you want for your family, the direction you want your family to go in. You know, um, for us, it was really important that our son saw that we were hard workers. Um, what's now? I'm gonna I'm gonna be um, you know honest with you. All of these are things that your children can see. They're virtues that your children can see, whether or not you work at home, work outside of the home or whether you're a stay-at-home mom. These are all things that can be um, seen and learned 
you know, from you by your children, no matter what you do. So that's what I'm, that's why I'm giving you these is because they're all kind of things that you want to figure out, Hey, can I do these things if I'm doing, you know, this or that? So uh, that's why I'm giving you this. I want you to think about them and I want you to think about how you are going about them. So, you know, we wanted our son to, to see that it was really important to work hard, Um, and that's just something that my husband and I, we both felt that way. That was one of the things that we, um, kind of came together on when we were dating is that we were both hard workers and, um, probably the biggest difference though, is we're both hard workers, but I am a work hard, play hard person. And my husband is just a work hard, work hard, work hard, work maybe a little less than you did and then keep working. So, (laughs) and that's his family. That's just how they are. Um, So we have tried to kind of take both of those together and like make, you know, a, um, I don't know, maybe like an average of our work hard because we both have a tendency to zero in on something and work really hard on it. So, you know, but that was something that we wanted our son to know that, you know, work, working hard is important. Hard work is important. Now, like I said, that's something that can be taught while whether I'm, you know, staying at home or whether I'm working, my husband's working, um, you know, so you need to see where that fits in, if that's important to you. Um, we wanted him to learn that men and women, that both men and women were capable of doing jobs, <laughs> of doing work. Um, I didn't want him to see that, you know, only moms do this, only dads do this. So with me working at home, um, sometimes and me working outside of the home, sometimes, you know, my husband has to make dinner. Well, okay. Now he sees that men can make dinner. Men are capable of cooking. Um, and that's important for him. I want him to be that kind of a husband one day that, cooks for his family, you know, um, that that's an important thing for us. Now, for some people, what I just said was just the, the greatest sacrilege of our century. Um, I'm, I don't know what to tell you. You don't have to do that with your family. That's completely up to you. But for my family, it's very important that my son knows how to cook, um, knows how to do laundry, knows how to do all those kinds of things. Um, but then on the flip side, when I'm not home, that's when my husband teaches him things like, you know, um, like weeding. He learned how to weed. He's going to learn how to mow the lawn. He's going to learn how to do these things, take out the trash that like he needs to know how to do. And they kind of go back to the working hard thing, but they also go back to like, Hey, there's not always like roles that people have to play. Like you can do whatever needs to be done in the house. And since mommy's not home right now, or daddy's not home right now, we're not just going to sit around and wait for them. We're going to do what needs to get done. And men and women are both capable of doing that. I want him to learn commitment. Um, we both are very, um, committed people, my husband and I, we, when we decide we're going to do something, we stick to it. And we want our son to see that. We want our son to see that there are commitments that you make and that you have to learn how to stay with them. I think, um, one of the biggest trends that I'm seeing now as a dance teacher, I've been teaching dance and working with children in some capacity since I was like, gosh, like 17, Um, one of the biggest trends that I'm seeing now is that children are quitting things in the middle of things, you know, before they fulfilled their commitment, um, at a much higher rate now than they used to. 
And that's something that my son, you know, he's not allowed to do. He has to follow through. If he says he wants to take underwater basket weaving, then gosh darn it, we're taking it for, that's what we're doing this year. Um, we're doing underwater basket weaving. <laughs> if you go to my studio, you know that what underwater basket weaving, that's our big joke. Um, we always, you know, we'll joke and say like, oh, no, this is not dance. This is underwater basket weaving. I don't know where that even came from, why we started saying that one day, but it's stuck. It's been like that for like five, six, seven years. I don't know why. But, you know, we wanted him to learn how to commit to something. And so when he sees me get up and go to work every day, when he sees my husband get up and go to work every day, he's learning that, hey, you got to follow through on stuff. You can't just be like, oh, I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. That was important to us. We wanted him to to impact the world and see how we impact the world. Now, um, my husband and I both work with children. He works um, in, with middle schoolers teaching English and social studies. I used to work with high schoolers teaching dance and English, and now I work with um, middle schoolers through high school seniors teaching dance. And so it might not seem like, you know, we're doing like the great, the greatest work. No, we're not UN ambassadors or anything like that, but we are impacting the world because we are teaching the next generation. And so I want him to see that he holds being a teacher in very high regard um, because that's what we do. And so, you know, I don't always feel, I don't always feel guilty about going to teach or my husband doesn't feel guilty about going to teach because we know that our job is important. We know that what we're doing is important. And maybe, you know, in the grand scheme of things, teaching dance is not the most important thing in the world, but you better believe I'm teaching those young ladies and sometimes young men too that are in there. I'm teaching those, those young people things that they're going to need outside of dance. They're learning discipline. They're learning problem-solving skills. They're learning how to deal with criticism. Um, they're learning a lot of things that are important for young people to learn. And so even that, you know, I always say if they never dance another step after they leave my classroom, I want to know that I've taught them, I've instilled in them, and they're not even my children by birth, but they are my children because I all my students I consider to be my children. I want to know that I've taught them something that they can take out into the world, that they can, you know, change the world. And so, you know, that's important for my son to see. I, I believe that is. And I want him to see that his 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 father and I are creating something greater than ourselves. Um you know, when, when we're children, everything is about us. Whether it's about us or not, everything is about us. And I want him to realize that there is something else going on. This world is, is this is a this is a big world. And there's a lot going on and there's a lot to see and a lot to do. And there's a lot of things that are bigger than he can even fathom at this point in his little cute little five-year-old brain. And so, um, you know, when when we made the choice to, you know, um, work, not work, whatever, um, that was because we wanted him to realize that, hey, we're part of something that's greater than ourselves. And that's, it can be daunting, but that can also be amazing. That's so, it's so amazing to think that we're not, you know, um, we're not the only thing cooking, <laughs> you know, that there are so many parts of this, you know, big, great thing that God created that we can be a part of in some way, shape or form. And we don't have to just stay, 
um, in our own little circle. We can go outside of our circle. We can go beyond. Um, and, and that's important for us. And that was, that is, that was important for us when he was a baby. And that's important for us now. And, and that'll be important for us as he grows older. So I give all of these things to say, to say this, like I said before, all of those virtues could be taught, whether you stay at home, whether you work part-time, whether you work full-time or, or whether you work from your home. But they're important things for him to know and to realize and to have instilled in him whatever I chose to do, whatever my husband chose to do, wherever we chose to be when we were working or however long we chose to work when we did, or sometimes whether the choice was made for us. So those are kind of the gauge for what I use when the mom guilt kind of creeps in. I can stop and I can say, wait a minute, wait a minute. I feel bad right now. I feel guilty right now. But here's the deal. My son looks at me and he sees a hardworking person. He sees that I can do things that, you know, um, society might not dictate that I should be able to do. He sees that I'm committing to something, that I'm impacting the world. He sees that I'm creating something bigger than myself. He sees that in my husband as well. And so on those days when I feel really guilty about being a working mom, those are the things that I hold on to. Those are the things that I realize. Those are the things that I know are important. And the good news is that there's no, you know, quote unquote map for motherhood. So whatever we decide is best for our family and our situation is the best. And, you know, that's it. The end. Whatever we decide is best. I'm going to say that again because I want it to get in your soul. I want, to, I want you to hear me. Is whatever we decide is best for our family and our situation is the best. Whatever you are doing for your family and for your situation is the best. The end. There's no other question. We solved it. We solved the great, great working mom guilt mystery. You don't, need, you don't need to have it. Guilt doesn't belong in the equation because you are doing the best you can. So, so let go of the guilt. Let it go. Write down the word guilt on a piece of paper. C write down all the reasons why you feel guilty for working. Crumple it up and throw it away. Guilt does not fit in to this. Mom guilt does not fit in when you are doing what's best for you and for your family and for your situation. You're doing the best you can. And if we're just being honest, that's really all anyone can hope for. I hope you have a great week. I hope you are enjoying this weather. If you are in the Midwest right now, we have had like a streak of just beautiful days. It, it rained like one day, but even that was like not even, I don't, I'm, that's not even going to bother me, that rain. But we, every morning we're waking up and the sun is shining 
and the days are just they're getting longer and they're getting warmer and they're just beautiful and I just you know um, I said to my son today when I woke him up for school I said the Lord has just given us so many beautiful days so please go out and enjoy those days go out and enjoy your family go do what you gotta do and realize that whatever it is is best for you Thank you so much for listening. For more information on this and other episodes of Taking Back You, visit takingbackyou.com. And be sure to subscribe and share with your friends.